What is driving your emotions? What is keeping you in your situation? Can you imagine a life without your cluster B? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. I've been doing a lot of thinking uh, lately, trying to kind of put my finger on why I can't let go. Why can I not just pack my things and walk out the door? And of course, obviously, there are some financial implications. There's familial obligations that I have to our youngest daughter that make the situation a little bit different. But I try to think in my mind, if I didn't have the obligations, if I didn't have to worry about the house, if I didn't have to worry about financial things, what would stop me from basically ending my almost 20-year marriage? What would stop me? What would stop you? Well, I think I came up with a solution. I came up with an idea. I came up with an epiphany. You know, I go to a lot of these bulletin boards out there of people who are dealing with cluster Bs, borderlines, histrionic people, psychopaths, uh, narcissists, all those things. And the common theme seems to be that these people are devastated. They can't imagine their lives without their cluster B. They just can't imagine it. The hurt, the deception. Some of these cluster Bs walk out on their spouses, on their significant others, on their family, and people pine for them. They long for them. And if you're a fly on the wall, you got to look at that and go, and if you're a normal person, you kind of look at that and say, well, what's their problem? They're being abused. They're not getting anything out of the relationship, but yet they are devastated. They are completely forlorn. Their heart is broken. And yet these people, these cluster bees have abused them and now they've left them. So what's stopping you? What's stopping me? And I really thought long and hard about it. I stripped away the uh, the financial stuff, the fact that we have a house, the fact that we share a daughter, all those facts, all those concrete legal bindings. And I thought to myself, what is really holding me back? What would what would it take for me to be able to just say, you know what, enough is enough, you leave or I leave? What would it take? And why would I feel angry or upset when this person doesn't care? Why do we feel angry and upset? Why do we still proclaim love and attachment to these people. And it occurred to me, there's an inherent jealousy of watching those people leave and taking up with another person, which no doubt they will, because that's what cluster bees do, and showering that person with the love that we expect, the love that we want, that we so desperately desire the attention, the mirage of who that person was. My wife is going to go out and find out and find another supply, find another target, another victim. And the thought of that 
bothers me. But why? Because there is a certain jealousy in me that says, why should she have the right to go out, find another person, and love bomb them? Give them something I so desperately want. That's what's holding me back. Now, am I keeping her in a shoebox because of that? No, she is at free will. She could walk out tomorrow. But the thought that she will go and monkey branch potentially, well, monkey branch usually means that she's monkey branching while she's in the relationship. So that would not be the right label to put on it. But the fact that she would end this relationship, discard me, go out, find somebody else, and live happily ever after. That is the thorn in my side. That is my Achilles heel. Is that your Achilles heel? Is that your thorn? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Let me know. Because it kind of occurred to me that if I take away all the legalities of a marriage and I strip it down, and now we're standing here She packs her bags. She walks out the door. She finds somebody else. And granted, I've done all the discarding and detaching I can do on my side too. I recognize that she doesn't care. I recognize that she doesn't love me. I recognize that the relationship is not going to go anywhere. But yet I still have that inherent anger, jealousy of something that hasn't even happened yet that I think will happen. Now, my wife may leave the marriage and live by herself for the rest of her life. Highly doubtful. Cluster bees don't do that. They do need people to survive. They are emotional parasites. They do need to attach themselves to other people. They can't survive without other people, financially, emotionally. So I think that for me, I look at it and say, well, gosh, why does that person get something that I want that I can't have? And that's the psychology behind it. I finally figured it out. And yet living in this household, being in separate bedrooms, not having a relationship of anything to really write home about, it still bothers me. I'm human, and so are you. But you have to take a moment to think why you feel you can't live without somebody who is not there for you, who uses you, who abuses you, doesn't give you anything in the relationship. You're the one driving the ship, and yet for some reason you feel compelled You can't think of that person leaving you and starting a new life. And why is that? Because of a common factor known as jealousy. Feeling like you've been shortchanged. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's a kind of a weird thought. Your significant other, your wife, your boyfriend, your husband, being with somebody else being supposedly happy, living the cycle, wash, rinse, repeat. But we don't think about that. 
We think about the fact that they are going to step out of this relationship that we are in. They're going to go find somebody else. And we will be alone and we will be heartbroken. And that's the key to preparing yourself emotionally. To standing up for yourself and believing in your own self-value. The whole self-love movement has always been kind of strange to me. You know, love yourself. But you know, you do need to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, nobody else will. Because you won't radiate out that confidence, that self-esteem that is attractive to people. Instead, you're an empty vessel waiting for somebody else to fill you up. And if you're not full, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're sitting there thinking about what the other person is feeling, what the other person is going to do, then that's where the hurt comes into play. That's where they still have control. It occurred to me. I thought about it. Yeah. It makes me human, obviously. I could say I don't care, but it does bother me. And why does it bother me? Because I won't be getting and I won't have what that person is getting, if even for a short time. Because we all know how the story ends, because we're living it. We all know that it's habitual, it's in ground in their emotional DNA, that they can't sustain relationships. But we don't like the thought of them leaving us, going to somebody else, showering them with affection, being there for them, holding them up on a pedestal until eventually they fall from grace too. And they experience, when the mask comes off, the true horror that these people represent emotionally. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you, hearing your story, and seeing whether these words, these epiphanies that I share, mean something to you. Whether or not it makes sense. Let me know. Does it make sense to you? Does it... Does it resonate with you? Does it seem like perhaps that's what we're doing? Maybe that's what you're doing. Maybe that's why you're holding on. Maybe we're holding on to these people because we don't want to let them go, not because we necessarily love them, but because we don't want them giving somebody else something that we feel we deserve. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch. <laughs>